Welcome to the Community Theater Studio Podcast. This podcast exposes the past, futures, dreams, and experiences of people in the community theater. I am your host, Gary Kochi. Let me introduce you to Rob Chrissy. Now, I have a number of questions to ask about you and community theater, so let's see how many we can get through, all right? All right, and thanks for having me here, Gary. Oh, sure. Glad, glad to have you. Let's ask, what got you into community theater originally? Kind of a funny story. I was with um, Gamble and Huff okay. doing some work, uh, the Philadelphia Sound, and, okay. and Kenny Gamble said to me, you're trying to write top 40 tunes, you know, and you should really, you sound like show tunes. And he put me in touch with some people, found out that my real love was with show tunes. And I knew I always loved <laughs> theater. So the next thing you know, I'm going to more theater, getting involved, community theater. And, and that's what brought me into it. I have to credit Kenny Gamble for that. Wow. So, um, so how long have you been in community theater then? Uh, I've been involved, I want to say, 12 years now. 12 years. Well, that's a good bit of time. Yeah. Doing a lot of stuff. All right. So what all... Have you done a community theater? We're just talking about, I guess, you've been writing. Yes, I, I am a writer. I mean, that's my passion, to be a playwright. And I have, uh, and maybe we can talk about that a little later, uh, some shows that I've written, okay. uh, some, some musicals we can talk about. But I've been a producer. I've been a director. I've been an assistant director. I've been an actor. I've been a stage manager. I've been a set builder. I've done it all. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're like me. I'm still trying to find a job that I haven't done. Yeah, right. Actually, you're the only job that I haven't done, which is I haven't written anything. Okay. I haven't written. I'm not that. I don't think I can do a mute, write a musical play. Maybe if I sit down and really work at it. Musical, yeah. I don't think I can do much on that one. So how did you learn all that you do in community? How did you learn about writing music and well, you shows know. and things like that? Uh, again, it came about where I was always in a band trying to write music, and we were trying to get a recording contract doing original music, and it wasn't happening. And that's, you know, again, somebody said to me, you know, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. So then I, I tried to get with the um, Philadelphia Drama Guild and, and get somebody who had written a play so I could put it to music. I couldn't find anything I liked. And I thought, you know what? I have a daughter now. Maybe I should write something for her. So I actually got permission from Simon & Schuster and Hasbro to use the Raggedy Ann doll and the likeness. Oh, okay. The name and the likeness. Two weeks before the show opened uh, at the Ritz in uh, Oakland, okay. they rescinded them rights and said, we're selling off the licensing. You can no longer use it. So I had oh. to sit down and rewrite it, create a different look, and create a different name. And I came up with Flopsy. So that's, you know, how it got started, you know, with this, with this show called The Da. It was called Another Raggedy Ann Adventure. Oh, okay. But I had to change all that. But um, just doing that for my daughter to do something I thought she would like, I really got into it. And then I saw, this is my calling. I, I love this. I, now, now I'm actually working on three pieces right now. So you're writing, still writing three pieces? Oh, yeah. I, it's called The Da. It was called The, the Da, a raggedy musical. Okay. I have just redone it, and there's going to be a showing. I'm not allowed to announce which theater yet. Okay. But they're going to be doing it sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas of 2017, this coming Christmas. Okay. And it is now uh, rewritten, and it's called The Doll, A Magical Christmas. Oh, okay. And the reason why it's rewritten is I had sent it off to different producers and investors, and they all said, you need a different hook. You need to make it less complicated. You know, they came back and critiqued it. Okay. A lot of, of great criticism, you know, uh, good and bad. And, and I listened to it all, except one or two things. I, you know, you, I didn't agree with everything. 
But those that I did agree with, I went back and reworked it, worked on the character development and changed the storyline, added some new songs, deleted other songs, and now made it into a Christmas story. And I think it's a much cleaner, much better story. Okay, so that's The Doll. And the other well-known one, I guess, that you've written is Gods, right? Gods, which we just did at the Grand Theater uh, in 2015. I know it's here. actually nominated for a Perry Award. I didn't win. Even, even the doll was nominated for a Perry Award, and I didn't win. <laughs> I, I, I was beat out by jukebox musicals. You know, you know what a jukebox yeah, musical is? Yeah, I right? do. Yeah, okay. sure a lot of people do. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, which was a little disheartening, you know, because I'm thinking, well, I wrote the music, lyrics, and the book. And <laughs> these people just you. wrote the book. They used somebody else's music and lyrics. But, hey, they won. Yeah, that's the way it is. Um, so, yeah, The Gods was, was very good. It is now being considered by Summer Wind Productions out in Colorado. Oh, okay. They're considering putting it in their library, which would mean that it would be available for anybody to rent and pay royalties on it. And every time it would go out, I would actually be paid royalties. But I was going to ask, um, if there's any group or theater that's listening that would be interested in either the Dolls or Gods, how would they possibly go about getting copy or rights or whatever for that? Well, right now, they would have to go through me directly. Okay. Okay. They would have to contact me, which I have no problem with. I can. Do you want my uh, email? I will put any contact information okay. on the website. I have no so problem with that. If they want to get it, they'll look for it on the website. We'll okay. Do that. Yeah, they can reach out to me. Uh, I had a couple of theaters interested in, in the Christmas one, and some of them their budget wouldn't work. Not that it's a it's a small budget. It's not even a difficult one. And I still have a lot the the original dot that was made for the show and a lot of the props. So. Okay. Uh, it's it's a, a pretty inexpensive show to put together. So, yeah, they, they could reach out to me. Of course, I would not give it to another theater this Christmas because it's already committed to one. Right. But Makes the following sense. year, absolutely not a problem at all. So. Okay. Wonderful. Now, of course, you did say you did some acting, and I've got some questions here about acting and performing, maybe even okay. some other things, too. So what role was the most fun to do? Did you have a particular role? The most fun, yes, uh, last year in Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, okay. I got to play the drunken Santa, <laughs> go through a, a, a costume change, and come out as Mr. Bloomingdale. So I got to play both ends of the spectrum, <laughs> you know, and it was fun, you know, um, and working with a wonderful cast. So that was the most fun role that, that I would say. Miracle on 34th Street, huh? Miracle on 34th Street. Another Christmas Street. show. Yes, yes. <laughs> you got a thing with Christmas here, maybe. Yeah, I, don't know. I know. So, what role, should we say, kicked your butt? It was the hardest to perform. And the one that kicked my butt was because, I mean, obviously I'm a pretty big guy, so <laughs> dancing, doing a lot of dancing can get to me. And I was producing Cinderella, Rodgers and Hammerstein okay. version. And uh, my daughter was in it. And they had asked me to fill in to be the, the clumsy dancer that steps on the wicked stepmother's toes. <laughs> and that was it. It was a short scene. 
Then they came back and said, we need you to dance one more scene. We're, we're short a guy. <laughs> and that was the big number 10 minutes ago that I had to do a 10-minute waltz dancing. That's a fast waltz. <laughs> and it was singing at the same time. So that uh-huh. really kicked my butt. I wouldn't have done it. The only reason why I did do it is because, because I got to dance with my, my daughter. daughter. There yeah. you go. <laughs> and oh, it was yeah. a wonderful experience. <laughs> and uh, it was great. Might it be one of those roles that made you feel like a star? It's like everyone says, that's me. It's like, this is my part. I can't say one of those roles. I think what made another. me feel, feel more like a star. No, it wasn't an acting role. It was more as, as, as the writer. Oh, but as a writer? God's, oh, yes. When you yes. see it performed on stage and oh, see absolutely. everything you've done. Absolutely. Like, when you have somebody turn around to you in an audience crying and say, that was a beautiful story, and you know you touched one person. I can't, it's the greatest feeling in the world. So what role or show would you love to do again? Yeah, I wouldn't mind being, uh, I, was, I was also in Bye Bye Birdie. I wouldn't mind doing that part again, oh, too. Okay. You know, it was just an ensemble role, but I got to also play a Shriner and have this beautiful woman dance okay. all, all around me. It was, it was great, <laughs> you know. So that role was fun. I'd like to do that one again. Is there any role that you wish more people had seen? You had a small outcome, and it's like... No, no, no. They've all, all right. had pretty good. That's uh, good. Pretty good attendance. Is there any particular role that was more like you, where you didn't have to act because that was you? Are, are you implying the drunken Santa? I didn't no. say that. <laughs> no, no uh, if you are like the drunken Santa, okay, it's fine. No, no. no. I, I, well, you know what? The only one would be was one I danced with my, with my daughter. daughter. Yeah, that okay. one. Uh, like I say, this. so what role might have had the best costume? Was that the Santa? <laughs> no, really, uh, Cinderella. Cinderella. You know, well, I had medals on, and you know, um, what they called the things on the shoulders. I forget what they're called. The applets, I think. Applets, uh, yeah, I think. Could something be like it. that. Yeah, and I had was all dressed up. Yeah, I, I like that. Okay. Now, would there be a dream part or show that you would love to do? Yes, you know what? My favorite musical is Jekyll and Hyde. The musical, okay. The musical. And I would love to be in any part of that show. I mean, I, oh, okay. I'm i not the singer, so I can't carry <laughs> any lead roles, but just to be involved with that. And I would have been involved. There was a, a local performance that I was, was involved with, but I c- couldn't be on the stage. I, my schedule just wouldn't allow for it. But I wish I could have been. I, I love oh, that. Yeah. That, that. I do love that show. Yes. Might there be a part or show that you would never want to do? You know, some people have shows that's like, I, I hate that show. I don't want to do that show. I know God's is not on yeah, the list. <laughs> nah, you know what? And it's funny because I just had this conversation with somebody the other day. And, and, and I don't think it's a terrible show. I just don't like it. And I do not understand how, why it's so popular. In fact, I thought, well, maybe I, I don't understand it enough. So I actually got involved, assistant directing it at the Eagle Theater. And I still do not like the show. And a lot of people do. It's called Rent. Okay. I just Just do not understand, I mean, with the exception of three songs, why this show is so So popular. popular. Okay. A lot of people have different opinions. Uh, Yeah. Like I say, I tried to get into it from a director's point of view, thinking maybe I'm just not... Getting it? Yeah. Yeah. But... So what was your most memorable moment in community theater? My most memorable moment... (laughs) Opening night of God's first performance. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, opening night, any performance was always very, very memorable. But again, as I'd mentioned earlier, you know, when you know you touch 
someone's hearts or, or, you know, that you've made some kind of impact. I can remember one time working on a set at the sketch club when we were working on a doll. And while we were working, we turned on the music from the Jersey Boys. And which is all the hits of mm-hmm. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, right? All these hits were playing. And everybody knew every song. The CD got over, <laughs> and the director, who was happened to be Laurie Hudson at the time, was sitting okay. there painting a set, and she starts humming, but she was humming one of the songs from the Dow. Oh, After okay. all these songs played. And I sat there, I had tears in my eyes. <laughs> and I said, I don't even know if I even said anything to her. I just thought, wow. Well, that that is fantastic. There she is. Her thoughts are with the doll, and she's sitting there humming a mat, the song "Imagination." I, I was touched. I really was. I don't even know if I ever told her that, but if she wow. hears this podcast. She'll know now. Yeah, she'll she? know. <laughs> she'll know about it. And hopefully, I'll get her on the podcast sometime soon. I'll yeah. try and get in touch with her. Great. So, had there been maybe a worst experience in community theater? Yeah, I, I, you know, there was always the one performance that where hardly nobody showed up. <laughs> Uh, and and you're thinking, God, everybody works so hard. But nothing that really upset me terribly. It was just like unfortunate, more or less, you know, and just made me sad that more people weren't there for something. And it not, wasn't necessarily one of my shows. It was, uh, I mean, I've been involved with a lot of shows that are fantastic shows. Assassins, for example. Oh, okay. And yet people go see Assassins, or they don't go see it because they say, no, it's about murderers. How could this be a good show? <laughs> but guess what? It, it is. You know, it's just a different point of view. So sometimes things like that, you know, uh, make me sad. But other than that, no, nothing that really, uh, nothing earth shattering. Okay. Now, here's a tough one that I always bring up. Are there any other jobs other than writing, acting, set, music that you haven't done that you would like to do? Yeah, you know, I do have a love for for the lighting. I have to admit, it frightened me a little bit. It it was almost like I I went to college and studied photography, and I started doing weddings. And one time I nearly ruined a wedding because pictures, some of the pictures didn't come out right. Well, we were able to save it, but I kept thinking, my God, I could have ruined somebody's entire wedding because of this. Well, I always think about that with the lighting, too. I mean, everybody's... Uh, parts are important, but I always worry about, I guess I get a little intimidated and saying, I can't run the lights because I might mess it up. <laughs> I, I've done sound, but the lights, they intimidated me. So yeah. maybe learning the lights and running them sometimes? Yeah. yeah. You know, I Don't always say I would want to I'd commit the time to it. So why do you like working in community theater? What is it that keeps you in community theater? Oh, it's so rewarding. You know, I mean, when you see people enjoy what you've just done, either as a producer or director, actor or writer, when you see people enjoy it and leave taking it home with them and, and talking about it, oh, it's, it's just so rewarding. It just makes me so happy. That's, that's what I love, thrive so, on it. So um, what might be one part of community theater that maybe the general public doesn't know about? You know, people hmm. come out, they see the show, but they don't know about some of the things Prior to the show coming on, backstage, anything? Well, you know, yeah, a lot of people don't give credit. And I I just uh, presented an award uh, last Sunday, the Jolie Award at the Grand Theater, to the stage manager. It was won by Tara Romanelli for Mary Poppins. And I will tell you, people do not understand how important a stage manager is. The only time they know 
that a stage manager even exists is when something goes wrong. <laughs> because if the, and, and if the set pieces aren't out there or if the actors miss a cue, it's all the stage manager. I mean, let's face it. Once the show opens, when that curtain opens up, the director and producer are done their jobs. The stage manager is now the new sheriff in town, and they're running the show. And they don't get a lot of credit, and they do keep things running smooth. So, again, I guess stage managing is just a job that the general public has no idea what they're they, doing. They don't realize it. They, they do not realize what goes on behind the scenes. So uh, what's in the future for Rob? What's coming up? Well, I, I actually got asked to work on a, um, a musical about the history of Williamstown. And I started working on it a little bit, but they, the township doesn't know what they want to do or how far they want to go or what kind of budget they want to spend. So, you know, it goes off and on, off and on. But, you know, I'm still talking to them and possibly working on that. And then I, I have a friend of mine who suffers from depression, anxiety, and I'm going to say this wrong word incorrectly, fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia, yes. Okay. I, I've been watching her suffer and suffer, and I finally said, you know what? I'm going to do a play on this. I said, so that you can teach me, because I don't understand. I, I don't know what you're going through. I want you to educate me and then let me educate other people. So she's been working with me. And I'll tell you what, I think just the fact that I said this to her and has already changed her life uh, as a positive thing, because now she's, yeah, well, you, you know, let me tell you what it's like. And, and you know, and, and, and she just goes on and on and on. And I think it's, it's great. And, uh, now she said, is there any way that can be a musical? And I said, well, you know, it's, it's a depressing subject, but it doesn't mean that it can't be a musical. I mean, I just talked about Assassins. Right. It's a musical. Next to Normal is a musical. So it can be done. And uh, Sweeney Todd's another one, you know, right. that uh, depressing stories, but they can still be made in a musical. And I said, yeah, I, I think they can. You know, and so we're going to work on that. So that's something else that I'm working on. So are there any other little stories that you'd like people to know about? I could talk about Three Hours and a Louie, but that's really being premature. That's a new show that I'm working on. It's a comedy, Gangsters. Three Owls and a Louie. Three Owls and a Louie. That sounds like an interesting one. Yeah. I'll definitely have to keep an eye out for that one. The original title was Cicero Owl and St. Louis Louie. And I thought, no. Because I know where the story's bad, I know where it's going to go and how it's going to end. So I called it now Three Owls and a Louie. Three Owls and a Louie. That way people have to wonder what's coming up. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Definitely wonder what's coming up. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty good. So, what would you say to anyone who's interested in joining community theater? Well, I mean, there are so many theaters that are always saying, you know, come volunteer. I mean, the Village Playbox uh, right mm -hmm. here, uh, the Grand. Uh, any of them, or any of these theaters, they're always looking for people, looking for volunteers that want to come learn things, help out. You know? So all they got to do is look on, on the social media, look on Facebook, look in the papers, uh, look at the, at the back of any uh, a playbill, you know, and you'll mm -hmm. see. If you want to help out, give us a call. Reach us here. So they can. And I've had a lot of people who, who start out. It's, it's amazing. I had people start out, they just want to come and paint the set, and then you, while they're painting, you hear them singing, and then you find out, well, I did play this and this in high school. Next thing you know, they're on the stage, I, and I'm talking about one person in particular. Now she's in like three or four shows. It's wow. like, go ahead, you go. She's, she's loving life, you know? So Yes, do what you can. That's it. You always need help. Yep. Any and everything. I'm sure you can either come out and support with what you know or learn and help in other ways. 
Right. I'm sure community theaters are always willing to help and teach people, especially the backstage stuff. Yep. Definitely need to help that. Definitely. Well, thank you very much. I'm your host, Gary Kochi, and I'd like to thank Rob Chrissy for joining me here today. My pleasure. And I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Community Theater Studio Podcast. (laughs) Now, if you or someone you know might be interested to hear on this podcast, please let me know their contact information. Or if you have any comments, questions, or requests, you can contact us on Facebook at Community Theater Studio, on our website, communitytheaterstudio.podbean.com, email us at communitytheaterstudio at gmail.com, or leave a review at iTunes. And now you can send texts or leave voice messages at 609-388-8287. This podcast is currently being supported by the Village Playbox Theater of Haddon Heights, New Jersey. The music is titled Energy and is provided by royalty-free music from Ben Sound. So please join me next week when we once again talk to people of the community theaters.